Hi, friends. Welcome back to Practicing Faith. I'm Nathan with my friend Tucker. Now, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I live on the East Coast and I cheer for football teams on the West Coast. So that means that frequently kickoffs start at 815 Mountain, start at 1015 my time right here. So <laughs> the games go from like 1015 to two in the morning. So the new strategy in my family is that everybody goes to bed at eight o'clock, sleeps till 1015, and I wake them up and then we watch the games in the middle of the night and then sleep a little bit later. <laughs> so I went upstairs and the person in my family most excited to watch the football games with me is my 15 year old son. So I go up there and I shake him awake and he says, what? I says, dude, the game's on. Do you want to come watch? He's like, in a minute. And I was like, Mm, I'm pretty sure you don't understand me, but you're kind of grumpy today. So I'm just going to make, I let you know that you could wake up and I let you sleep. And then I went back down. Well, the, the next day he's watching the replay of the game and there's all these highlights and he's like, I'm never sleeping through this again. <laughs> I want to see it. Now, um, Paul, he has this wonderful line um, in Ephesians in chapter five, verse 14 where he says, awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Now, I am not saying football is like the light of Christ, but this experience is sometimes we are we are sleepwalking. We're, we're awake and we're sleepwalking through life. And, and Paul is offering us this invitation to wake up and experience something more and let the light of Christ radiate through you in a new way. And it, it will feel like being reborn. It will feel like resurrection. It will feel like new life. Um, so, so Tucker, I know you've read through the, these sections here for Come Follow Me, the, this Ephesians. Like, what have you seen in Paul's writings here in Ephesians that bring about this awakening and allow this light of Christ to radiate in us? What, what did you see as you went through there? Oh, Nate, great, great intro there. Um, there's so much in here. Like Paul, Paul sees so much um, of this awakening. I mean, he's experiencing it too. You can almost sense that he's awakening as he's interacting and trying to teach the Ephesians to wake up too. Like he's coming from his past state of being a Pharisee where maybe the way he would say it was he was asleep in worship of the law, worship of obedience, worship of chasing after, um, you know, gratification of, of religious achievement or something like that. Um, and now he's waking up into just oneness with God and others. And so I see that all, all through here. So many times there's this waking up motif in this oneness uh theme so ephesians chapter two man we could just read scriptures to each other and this would be a great edifying experience right but i'll go ephesians 2 verse 13 but now in christ jesus ye who sometimes were far off that sounds like unawake right uh sleeping or maybe caught up in the flesh ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. So he's talking about, you know, the Greeks, the Gentiles that were separate from the Gentiles or from the Jews, but also people that just weren't awake in, in God yet, uh, which is how we all kind of start our lives. And it's all kind of how we 
for me, it's how I start my day. My, like I wake up and sometimes the natural man has got me and my mind is, is distant. But listen to the language of what Christ does for us. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who are sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. So there's one way to conceptualize it. I mean, there's a lot of ways to read this. One is he's taking Jews and Gentiles and making them unified. But another is he's making my sinful self, my natural man, and my spiritual man, one, by busting down the middle wall of partition, so I live now an embodied spiritual life that is so much more full and awake and joyful and uh, vibrant than it is without Christ. So I see it, I see it there. I see it so many other places in here. You know, there's classic um, scriptures all through here of how he's trying to bring us to a oneness, one faith, one baptism, one God, um, which I used to read of him saying, oh, there's only one way to do baptism. Of course, that's a little bit of our modern proof texting that sometimes we do when we're like, oh, the way we do things is right and the way they do things is wrong. Paul's just talked, there There was only one baptism in Paul's day. He's just saying there's only one direction that we're all headed and it's toward God. Um, and so I just, I just see that the awake Paul is awake to the oneness of all human, all humanity with each other and, and with God. And that's like some of the best waking up we can do, Nate, is to just break down the walls of partitions that separate us from others and break down the walls of partitions inside of us that separate our hearts from being full of love and understanding. So I don't know, I could keep going, but I just get excited about Paul's uh, waking up and the unity that he's seeing in these, in these chapters. That, that like idea of the partition, like, I don't know if you watched American gladiators growing up. Um, oh but yeah. There would oh be, yeah. Like, you said yeah. that name and I had a really muscular blonde lady come to my mind. I can't remember her name, <laughs> but it reminds me of Starla from Napoleon dynamite or something. <laughs> Man, it, those gladiators were like heroes to me as a teenage boy. Right? Yeah. Well, there was the, the final contest where you do all the obstacles. And the final one was you jump through a wall and there would be somebody like blocking you or you would just sail through to the, the end right there. Yeah. And breaking through that petition just is that imagery of almost jumping through that wall. And, and to me, I, like I, I, there have been things that have been a partition between me and God. Sometimes it, it's behaviors that, that have held me back. And sometimes it's just beliefs. It's beliefs that I am inadequate and, and that has borne up under my failings right there. But or maybe beliefs trust... that, sorry, or maybe beliefs that I am so guilty. I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. Right. It's a, it, no, it I felt that deep between us. Yeah. And, and, and when I did that faith to trust in, in Jesus, not in me. Like he 
trusting him broke down that wall and opened up a, a new way of being like it really did feel like light came into to my life and i i think a little bit that's what paul is talking about when he talks about the perfecting of the saints we usually use this word perfecting as another wall or barrier between us and god a, a, a limiting factor but the way the Greek uses it is, is to pass through stage by stage to come to a complete sense or a more mature view. And I think Paul is leading us through all these different tools, through this community of faith with all these people helping us to try and transform and experience this light till we feel like we can grow stage by stage, bit by bit, and until we feel more complete and better. And, and certainly I felt that, like I'm not making no claims of perfection here, but I, I'm making very much claims of peace that is available through Jesus Christ that 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 helps me feel um, more complete, more open, more connected right there, more unified, like the words you were using. Absolutely. Um, I think as you talk about stages, um, it's easy to see as we look to Jesus Christ that he one of his main characteristics is that he didn't uh, see the world in separate boxes. He didn't see um, people separate from each other, like people that were in earlier stages. He was always working with people. Hey, look, um, let's include Samaritans, lepers. Uh, let's include um, people that are outside of these lines. And he would, that's just who he was. He would just break down the middle walls of partition to like bring in people that weren't being naturally brought in. So I, I really resonate with that, that to seek to get closer to Christ is to allow um, all the separateness that is in our hearts, the ways that we've separated ourselves from God and others to be broken down. Uh, at the end of verse, or sorry, chapter four, uh, he says, uh, grieve not the Holy Spirit. This is verse 30 of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and all wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking and be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I just sense in that that Paul has this vision of letting bitterness and wrath and anger be put away from you. Uh, kind of like we've talked about in past episodes. This isn't something we do through our effort. It's something we let go of and Christ busts down the wall and takes it away, right? This isn't our uh, grit that is getting us closer to Christ. It is our releasing um, and letting go that is allowing Christ to come in and do his work and transform us. So, so many beautiful things in here. Anything else, Nate, that you want to point out from these chapters? Just one more line that, that I think is powerful. In chapter 5, verse 16, it, it talks about redeeming the time. I, I think as we release some of that bitterness, we release whatever hold that partition has on us and allow Christ's light to come in, the very time itself is is redeemed and to redeem means to compensate for the bad parts or it means to regain possession of and, and i think if you want to feel more 
fullness in your life, if you want to feel more complete, if you want to feel connected, it's, it's not about doing something different with your day-to-day behavior, but it's about doing that same day-to-day stuff connected to Jesus and watching him compensate for that, watching him help you gain possession of your time and to actually live and be alive. And I, I think that's really beautiful imagery of, of what happens as we become more awake and connected to the Savior right here. Mm, absolutely. Our our time gets redeemed wherever we are, whatever we're doing, as we're in communion with Christ, because we've let go and we're in Christ's consciousness or we're in unity with him. Like I've had experiences where I was doing the laundry and I was feeling full of love uh, and doing the laundry was redeemed or um, just having right. a conversation right. with a friend because uh, for whatever reason that the walls of partition were broken down, it redeemed that conversation and redeemed that time. And um, man, my heart just longs to redeem my whole life so that every moment uh, I'm in communion with Christ. So it can just redeem every experience uh, so that heaven doesn't start in the next life, but it starts in this life because the time is redeemed. Um, So yeah, I resonate with that principle a lot. It's hard to express, but it's like this vision I can see that's beautiful and my heart longs for it. And C.S. Lewis would say, like, part of that whispers to why we we know we're children of God. We have this universal longing for that redemption and that connection. And, and like, fish don't think it's weird to be in water, but we think it's weird to be on earth. And and C.S. Lewis talks about that instant longing for connection to God, that longing to redeem time as as an evidence of who we really are. Uh, As Paul would say it, like, and children of God, right? Like followers of God connected to, to God there. So, so we have said real, and we, we want to make this really clear. Like this is not something you fight your way into. Um, it is something that you allow to happen in you. But, but how do you do that? Like it seems so ephemeral and, and kind of hard to grasp. So one of the things we try to do each time is to, to do a practice that hopefully opens our heart up a little bit and and allows this awakening to happen in a natural pace, in a natural way. Uh, So so Tucker, you good with a a practice right here? Can you take us through something to to seek to open this up and awake this here? Yeah, you bet. Let's try it. Um, Let's take a passage from Ephesians chapter three. There's so many good passages. We didn't even talk about the armor of God and, and the, you know, the uh, perfecting of the saints and all of these other things that are all pointing toward the same similar thing. But let's capture it if we can in chapter three. Um, Paul is uh, saying that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, um, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, with pass, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. So I think he's pointing to something here that is beyond knowledge, that it's experiential, 
that we're tapping into God's power, which is beyond that's it's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height is beyond our ability to grasp with our brain or to capture with our words. So maybe we'll just use some of these words and phrases for a practice to reach into that space beyond our minds, beyond our flesh. Uh, the metanoeo, right? To to go beyond the mind. So let's just do this with a simple practice. So if you want to get comfortable, get in a position where you can just kind of settle in and give your full presence and attention to an inner practice like right now. If you've got the opportunity, go ahead and close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths just to slow down and be still. And as you breathe, notice the sensation of just the breathing itself, whether it's air coming in and going out, or maybe your chest rising. Just see if you can come to single-pointed awareness, focused on your breath. This just helps our minds get in a state where we're able to be still and do an inner practice. And let's start with um, using a handle that Nate was referring to about longing for God, as C.S. Lewis talked about. And just take a moment to release any tension in your body and relax completely and see if you can open your heart just to long for oneness with God. Might be something you've never tried before, never practiced, but just allow yourself to feel longing. Allow that sensation of reaching for God, longing for him to grow and expand around your heart and in your heart. You feel a space opening up there. Allow it to open up even more. And Paul says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. With this longing, we're opening up a space so Christ may dwell in our hearts. your mind wanders, just bring it back to a focus of the feeling of longing, reaching for God from your heart. You might feel some expansion or some stretching going on inside and just allow it to stretch and long and open up. Paul says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, being rooted and grounded in love. 
Now in this open space that you've opened up, go ahead and open it up to love and invite God's love into this open space. Allow yourself to receive it, that you may be rooted and grounded in love. And know the love of Christ, that ye may might be filled with all the fullness of God. Open that space and allow God's love in. You find your mind wandering or distractions coming up in the form of thoughts or feelings. Just bring your attention back to your heart and opening up and allowing yourself to long and be rooted and grounded in love of God. And if you feel peace rising, love rising, just turn your attention to those sensations and welcome them. Be curious about them. How do you feel them? Where are they coming from? How do they feel? Are they growing? Moroni says, pray with all the energy of heart that you may be filled with this love. So allow your heart to continue to long and yearn and welcome God's love in. And if you'd like to continue this practice for a while, feel free to pause the podcast. Otherwise, we'll go ahead and wrap up and open your eyes and uh, transfer your focus more to the outworld, outward world, but still maintaining a sense of openness around your heart and hopefully maintaining a quality of love and longing. Um, so this is a, just a simple practice that we can do to open ourselves up, to be still, to give ourselves a chance to pray with the energy of our heart that we can be rooted and grounded in love. And if it, if this practice helped you feel more love, great. If it didn't, if you had some struggles in it, that's why we call it a practice, right? That it's not a guaranteed thing like a vending machine that you put your quarter in and this experience always comes out, but it's a practice to start helping us be more rooted and grounded in the love of God and 
more intimately aware of his presence with us. Nate, what would you add? Just this phrase for me, um, being rooted like a, a tree, I don't think has to think about growing. It just does as it's planted in the, there. Mm -hmm. and, and I would, I would encourage us, at least my experience is that the more I can just allow rather than force, like it, it's a natural process for this to happen over the process of time. Um, so, so I just be, be open to that, that sort of idea that you don't have to make it, you don't have to do it right. Um, just, just allow for it, for that work to take place and trust that and, and allow that to go. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. And if this is good for you, please reach out and share it with your friends. Um, and and see what happens try and spread the good a little bit or at least share some practices or start a conversation and see how you can connect others to jesus christ and help practice faith together and, and join together in that and we'll see you next time <laughs>